Hello and welcome to our Therapace special PTF here from In The Money Media. Been working in partnership with Therapace, exciting new handicapping product. And uh, you know what? You can sign up for your own account for free. How cool is that? InTheMoneyPodcast.com slash Therapace. We'll show that URL again at the end. I am joined here today by a man who works with me on In The Money Plus and has uh, been very active with Therapace over the last few months. He is Tyler Wisman. Tyler, how are things? Doing well. Good morning, Pete. Good morning to you, my friend. We're popping up that Therapace report right now, and this show's going to have several different uh, pieces to it, and we're going to start with an overview. There have been some more improvements to Therapace. Do you have this now where you're pretty happy with this? Is this pretty close to the product that's going to go to launch? Or are you continuing to uh, improve and tweak as you go along? I think so. So we, we've launched this new format at the, the start of the month. And, you know, with that, we've basically combined what amounts to three different products into now a single download for uh, our customers. Again, and you can sign up for that free account and it will remain free throughout the remainder of February. So you have a few more days to, to play around with it before we launch our, you know, quote, paid version. So, you know, I, I think that we'll talk through the three different sections, if you will, of the, the thorough pace report now. Um, and we'll just start with the, the first page here. And so, you know, with the, the thorough pace product, right, the, the most basic or the, the start, if you will, of thorough pace is this initial sheet that comes up. And, you know, we refer to this as the thorough pace forecast. And basically all the tracks. So, again, we're referring to the races on February 18th. So Saturday. And you can see in, in short order, you kind of get all of the, the tracks within um, you know, kind of a, a single page, if you will. I love the, the benefit, I love or at least how I use this, is you know, we're showing the projected pace based on our thorough pace data for all of the races um, across the country that that we um, you know have in scope, if you will. And with that, we kind of assign the the pace rating based on a 70 point scale. So if you just you know look to the far left, you see in the far blue section, those are, are, you know, the, the most negative pace, which would be minus 35, which would be races that are very speed favoring to the far right. You see to the, the you know, darker red plus 35, which would be races that favor, you know, stretch runners or closer, if that's your preferred, um, you know, moniker, if you will. We also show, you know, based on our speed point assignments, the most likely leader or leaders uh, in each of the races. And so for me, again, kind of, you know, the, the intent behind this is, yes, we'll talk about some of the races for Saturday, but I want to give people just a, a, a glimpse as to how I use this. So I start my handicapping process now with this forecast in mind, right? And so the first thing that I do is kind of scan through all of the races and look for extreme pace scenarios. So that could be extreme speed favoring races or races that are clearly going to favor stretch runners. I will say, obviously, if you have a race that is going to, on the surface, favor stretch runners, it's very much subject to scratches, right? So, uh, you know, I kind of start my process there, but if the main speed scratch out, obviously you need to revisit uh, what you're trying to accomplish there. Eventually, Tyler, eventually, will there be a way to get a post scratches update? Is that the idea? Yeah, so we, we do update the the product typically a couple of times a day, right? Um, and so obviously, uh, you know, what we're looking at today is is for tomorrow's racing. Um, and therefore, we, we won't have the scratches till probably about 11 to, to 12 um, Eastern time, given some of the early uh, 
scratch times, right? So some cards starting early, what we can adjust, right? Um, but it is a bit of a manual process. So the time isn't exactly 11 a.m. on the, the nose, if you will. So, but yes, our products will update typically a couple of times, once for East Coast racing, once for West Coast racing uh, in a given day. Makes perfect sense. And, and, and obviously that, so when you're talking about having to guess about scratches, that's a temporary phenomenon. You can, you can go back much closer to, and hopefully have that uh, info. But uh, as you were saying, you start the process here uh, and I absolutely get it. I mean, and this is an, I like this, this format very much as well to be able to just scan through rather easily. You know, let's say I'm looking at my, uh, the cross country and you know, you just, you know, the races and it just gives you that other idea. Maybe you're a time form user. Maybe you cross reference with that. Maybe you don't bother with that. Maybe you just start here and, and, and use this as your, your pace guidance. It, exactly. And another thing that this has done for me too, right. It's like, it's, it's, I've found myself playing races that I probably wouldn't have otherwise looked at, you know, tracks that I otherwise wouldn't have looked at, you know, Houston, same Houston on the screen here now, right? Like the race nine there would appear that, you know, that's clearly prior to scratches or a race that's going to favor uh, stretch runners. Right. So it might give an extra look there. Um, gives you an excuse to, to listen to Nick and, you know, all, all as well. <laughs> Yeah, but whether or not you can get a bet down, so the subject of complexities at the moment, but the idea stands. I'm also thinking just, I mean, the, for contest players, what an amazing resource this is. You know, you're looking for optional races. For me personally, I, I'd want to go right to these extreme scenarios like that uh, Sam Houston ninth, if applicable. Yeah, clearly with the with the NHC coming up. So we, we do, um, you know, a fair amount of our early users are heavy contest players. And, you know, I think the, the feedback is one, they like the new format, but two, it's just a, a quick way to, to scan through races and kind of get a, a real sense as to where, um, you know, they, they might be able to make a, a few plays and, you know, might make a, a contest, whether it's a feeder or, a, you know, cash event worth playing. So. Makes sense. Where shall we, uh, where shall we go from here? Let's go to the second product, which is, uh, I believe on your report starts on page four, right? And so these are just kind of all in one PDF. So you have to scan through and this will be our spotlight play. So essentially what this has done is taking um, basically what Thorough Pace is doing is we are trying to identify speed runners that are getting a favorable setup or stretch runners that are getting a favorable setup um, in the context of today's races. Um, if you scroll down a little bit more, you can see the actual play. So the, yep. the top part there will kind of explain what it is that we're trying to articulate here. Uh, but basically, if you if you look at these races, we kind of present with our carrots or up arrows or down arrows for, uh, you know, horses that have a, uh, you know, they're getting a better setup today or getting a tougher setup today. And so, you know, obviously those that are kind of have the green arrows would represent potential value based on the setup that they're projected to get in today's race. And there's a little bit of, or, or a lot of it, right. Of taking the, the past race or the past two races and putting that into context here. Right. So this is all relative to the races that they're coming out of. It's a little bit better to uh, explain when we go to the next factor, but this is essentially like races and horses specifically that, you know, it's worth definitely taking a second look at um, and then going down to the bottom where you get the, the horses with the red carrots. You know, this is an equally strong angle, which is horses that you can probably fade. Right. So, you know, it is stretch runners that are getting a much softer pace. Right. So they're not going to get the pace that they close into in their previous race. And therefore, you know, you might want to overlook them today. So there's there's value that can be created a couple of different ways uh, with this. 
Um, I don't necessarily in my own handicapping uh, use this product, you know, this section of the product on its surface. These are not blind bets for me. Um, but I will say the thing that I find most valuable with this is if you look to the far right over there or second to last column, if you will, the the vertical values. Right. And so, you know, going back up to the the greens. Those are horses that I'm definitely going to look um, if I decide to play the race where I will try to to key in on, on that race. So I believe if we look, there's Fairgrounds race eight where there is a Keith DeSormo runner that is going against a couple of heavy hitters um, in the banishing race where, you know, that horse overcame a very slow pace in its last race, got up to win. Um, and it is now because of the two runners um, banishing and uh, first offense, I believe, um, we'll get a much hotter pace today. Right. And so, you know, granted that horse has to improve a lot, but there's a tremendous amount of vertical value. That horse is sitting at 15 to one. So that is a race that I will look at and, and hope to, to maybe either split with, uh, you know, the, the top pair with with that Keith DeSormo runner um, or potentially, you know, place a small bet if they were to hook up and that horse was, was to, to come running late because we, we've seen DeSormo uh, do that before, definitely in fairgrounds. So. For sure. Um, did you want to demo anything further in the dock? Uh, or, or I think let's move to just the, the first page of kind of the main detailed report, right? I think there's a lot that can, so if we go down and, you know, obviously aqueduct kind of showing up there um, on the page, there's, there's a lot that can be viewed just from, from this alone. Right. And so, you know, if you look at the aqueduct races that, um, you know, the, the, the first race that you see there, you'll notice a couple of things. One is the forecast says NA, right? And that has to do with us not having data on the, the uh, three horse Saratoga Red. Uh, so when we don't have objective data, we're not going to produce uh, an actual forecast for the race. But an improvement for this iteration of the product is to the far right, you can see the pace points that are there. And that can give you an idea, even if you have a horse that we don't have data on, which is either going to be a first time starter or a first time North American horse, you know, where we don't have that objective data to to insert um, into the algorithm, you can get a pretty good sense of how this race is going to play out. So, you know, on the surface, it would look like either the 1A or the 2 is clearly going to be vying for the lead, um, but there really isn't a, an abundance of, of pace here, right? So, you know, either one of those two horses probably has a decent chance. Um, granted, both would have to approve, improve. And the reason that I say that, and again, this isn't one of the races that we wanted to feature. I'm just trying to articulate a few things that the, the value of this is that you can see to the right of the horse's name. So Hot Rod Lincoln 91.1, that is our thorough pace fig, which is a recent ability fig. That's how I would describe it. Um, it's not meant to be kind of a standalone product or, or figure at this time, but it's more or less um, our proprietary figure that gives you a sense for the horse's ability. And it's, you know, you can kind of relatively see, well, okay, does this horse need to improve in order to compete in today's races? So pace is one thing, but you know, they, they still ultimately have to be fast enough to, to win the race or hit them. A, a bit like a power rating in football. Is that, is that a fair, uh, Correct. A yes. fair description of it? Yeah. And so, you know, if you move down to the second race there, you can see where, you know, we have a, a, a thorough pace forecast of plus 2.9. That's a neutral setting. But now you start seeing where there's a red box around some of the, the, the runners, right? So uh, the, the three horse there, you can see the red box around it. And so basically that horse was pressing the pace in a minus 27.0. So, you know, minus 27.0 means that that should favor horses that are forward speed horses. And that horse was either 
unable to overcome or, or to, to benefit from that, or they did benefit it from it in today's paces, you know, not, not quite as, as favorable, if, if you will. And so that would be the red box is a horse that is, uh, you know, pace advantaged in their previous race or the race where their, their red box is around it. And therefore, you know, that's a, a horse that I'm going to be quite critical of in the context of today's um, race, if you will. If you go down to race three, you can see the the five horse falconet. You see a green box around that horse, and and that green box means that that horse was stalking a pace of plus twenty nine, which means that theoretically that should have favored stretch runners, right? And so that's a horse that I want to take a second look at. Again, we're not handicapping; just trying to illustrate a few examples um, of how the the product can can be useful. So and these red again, and green boxes, Tyler, they appear in the actual report. Or did you put these here just to highlight these horses for us? No, these are in the actual report now. Right. And so, you know, you can see at the bottom of these pages, you'll see, you know, the, the key, if you will, that says, you know, green box pace, um, pace disadvantaged, red box pace advantage. Right. And so you kind of have to, to flip your in your mind. Right. Like, um, you know, I'm going to downgrade horses, if you will, that have a red box around them potentially. Um, or I potentially may upgrade horses that have a red box around them. Again, that's all in the context of what today's forecast is for a given race. So we'll, we'll put a finer point on some of these, um, you know, details as we walk through a couple of the races. So we're just going to jump around. Um, you know, one of the things that you'll realize since we can't dim or can't produce a forecast for every single race, like maiden races, for instance, where I have a lot of first time starters, you know, it's, it's difficult to have an objective view if you're providing a, a pace product um, with horses that you don't have any objective data on and we're, we're not going to guess. So we'll start our conversation at fair, fairgrounds. I know that there's probably some detailed coverage on in the money plus. So I would encourage people to, to check that out um, either today or tomorrow. Uh, but I did want to highlight a couple of things. Uh, and actually, if you want to stop there at fairgrounds race nine, um, I think it's, it's, it's kind of interesting, right? Like I, I don't want to necessarily handicap this race, but this is a, a, a turf sprint that has a minus 35.0. And basically you can see all the blue in the, the running lines of the past two running lines. And these horses are, you know, basically tripping over each other to get to the back and they're doing so in races that featured slow paces. Um, so, you know, theoretically you look at the 10 and 11 horses, there, the only ones that have red figures, which again, are pace points, if you will, which indicates that they will be forwardly placed. And so, you know, both of them may offer a little bit of value. Clearly they would need to improve or take advantage of that pace scenario to win, uh, but perhaps a little bit of value there. So, um, you know, the race that I really wanted to talk about at fairgrounds though was race 10, the mine shaft. And if you look at the, um, the, the pace forecast for that race, it's plus 1.3, which is, you know, a, it's clearly a, a neutral setting, but you can see there that the number six happy American has a, a green box around his last race. And so obviously a couple of horses, including run classic, that was a weirdly run race where run classic was pulled back, um, you know, figured to, to get the lead. I'm not sure exactly, you know, what tactics that horse will employ. And there's nobody that clearly, you know, has a, a ton of speed points that's going to run away from this. And obviously that's how we get the neutral setting. That said, Happy American was able to overcome a, a fairly slow pace, a minus 27 um, in his last race to win that race. And so, you know, even at a plus 1.3 is going to get a better setup today. Yep. So the only negative, and again, this is where thorough pace is the start of my process, but not the only part of my process. So I want to be very clear of that. This horse spots the entire field six pounds of weight. 
Um, and, and that's not insignificant to horses that are very similar in ability. So yes, we'll get a better setup, but can the horse overcome, um, you know, that, that weight that, that he's spotting the, the rest of the field. The other horse that I want to talk about is hoist the gold, the one horse. So there's a specific work, um, you know, that this horse has on January 29th, the bullet work, um, the barn is going to, I mean, literally could not be colder. I understand this, this horse has never gone two turns, uh, but definitely has a pedigree that I think is interesting on a stretch out has a similar profile into happy American. And that, you know, kind of does his best running in the, the middle or late stages of the race. And so I just think it's an, an interesting horse. If, if he gets ignored, um, you know, the, the horse, for whatever reasons, not, not necessarily a, a wind machine, but always attracts a little bit of attention and money. Some of that, and most of that mine throughout the past few races. Um, well, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what we can do, Tyler. We appreciate you coming on here. And when we do, I'm not a hundred percent sure yet. It's not booked yet, but we, for the last bunch of big fairgrounds days, we have had Frank McGoey on, on the, in the money plus side. He's obviously up there in the clocker booth on the weekend. The 29th of January was a, was a Sunday. So he would have been there. So we'll, I'll specifically ask Frank about that work. We can get you some inside info on the, uh, in the money podcast.com slash plus side of things. Yeah, I, th I think, again, it's, it's a horse that I think could offer a little bit of value, perhaps underneath. Um, you know, I, I still, you know, if I was to, to make a selection, is the tepid favorite, Happy American. My guess is the barn's going well. The horse went, ran, uh, ran well last out. Likely takes a little bit more money, money, more money than the money line would suggest. But, um, you know, I think it's a pretty reliable horse, even with the weights. And, you know, I might try to get hoist the gold underneath with, with that runner. So that makes sense. And pending that. Excuse me. <laughs> My goodness. I don't think I've ever sneezed on air before. And pending Bless that you. clocker report, we can maybe do more. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Great. Well, yeah, I'll be listening for Frank's, uh, you know, analysis of that horse. So, again, has to overcome a, hot, uh, a very cold barn, but we'll see. I, I like the horse. Let's move on to Gulfstream Park Race 11. So, it's the Royal Delta Stakes. I know that this is a, a features a runner that, you know, you've, you've had quite a bit of affection for uh, in the past and Kathleen O, but – you know, this, this is an interesting comeback spot, uh, relatively short field. The, 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 the race, if you will, gets a, a minus 8.0, which is technically um, a neutral uh, setting. But, you know, she's probably going to be, you know, last or, or second to last based on the, the pace points that you see there. Um, coming off the layoff, she's definitely not going to get a setup that would favor her closing kick. Now, I understand that she's three for three over the track and clearly her best races last year were, were over this Gulfstream park strip. Um, you know, the, the barn is, is doing fine right now. Um, you know, but I think that there were a couple of other horses that were, you know, more interesting to me. Um, the number three midnight stroll, I think is probably going to be on or near the lead. And, and I think is, is worth a look here. Um, has never raced at Gulfstream park, but again, just kind of gets a, a race uh, race, the, the pace would favor this, this runner style. Um, another horse that I think I was initially more excited about was going to be classy addition, but you know, that horse kind of has that red box around it was, you know, forward in a race that featured a speed favoring uh, pace in its last. So, you know, you're going to get a, a little bit more uh, pace theoretically today. So again, I, I don't want to toss classy addition uh, for hot barn and connections. Uh, but, you know, Again, just just wanted to, to mention this race to say that Kathleen O might be a little bit vulnerable. On I that. agree. For, for what it's worth, I agree. This is one of the races JK and I will be covering over on our Coast to Coast show. And as much as I like Kathleen O, I just, I mean, you you spelled it out. I do think Classy Edition has a chance to, I love that recency. I mean, and I know what you mean in terms of, I, I understand why the red box is there, but I, I just, 
I feel like she's got an opportunity to to take advantage. But I, I'll take another look at uh, Midnight Stroll based on your based on your say so. That that's an interesting read that she may be the one that ends up uh, with the best trip of all in this spot. But I think this is a great example of how the product can give you a chance to question a horse like Kathleen O, who's going to be what even money in this spot, if not shorter. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I definitely can view, view her as a, a vulnerable favorite to be, to be sure. So, so let, let's Frank, quickly. You know, Frank just texted me and he confirmed that he will be participating in the, in the money plus show. So we've got that. We've got that good news for, uh, for All right, good news. We're playing fairgrounds. Okay. Let's move on to uh, Laurel race eight. So we'll take a quick look at the, the Barbara uh, Fritchie. And so this is a, a race that features another horse that's been prominent on these airwaves and past the champagne who, you know, now cuts back in this place uh, in this spot. So plus 3.1, definitely an, another race that has a neutral rating. Um, you know, nothing really stands out here to me other than to say, you know, I do like the cutback for this horse and think that, you know, there's not a, a positive and extreme scenario one way or the other. You know, I, I think if she's good enough in this spot, she should win. Um, you know, again, it's just uh, definitely like the cutback. The race at Laurel that I really wanted to talk about was the next race. And you're right. I only mentioned past the champagne because it might be a double play for me, which into to race nine, the general George stakes, which has a, a plus 11.4, and I think that, you know, again, another neutral setting. However, there's one runner that I think is is worth looking at, and that is um, Yodelie Hu. So, you know, you look at the race, uh, which is a common race with the the horse on the outside. But I, I, I think that this is a stretch runner that's, you know, basically spotted the field six or seven lengths in the last race, um, closed for second. Uh, it was a, a weird race because they didn't really show the gallop out. So I'm not sure exactly what happened past the wire, but definitely was closing, you know, into a race that just absolutely featured speed runners. Um, you know, to be fair, the winner who's in this race on the outside was mid pack as well, but was still four or five links ahead of the four horse Yoda He who, so, you know, this horse is 10 to one on the morning line. I will note it's 0 for 8 at seven furlongs and has never won at Laurel. Definitely a couple of negatives, but, you know, I think the price compensates. And when you look at Jamie Ness, he's nine for 27 the last 21 days at Laurel. So that's 33% win clip with a $2.79 ROI and 70% in the money. So, you know, maybe you think that this horse is not good enough, but for me, this is horse is an absolute must use underneath and, and a horse that I would, you know, definitely key in verticals. And like I said, we'll probably play some small doubles from the number three past the same pain in the previous race it's a compelling case for sure for uh, getting involved at, at laurel today i think next week we're going to head out to oaklawn i think so yeah let's look quickly look at um you know we can look at race eight um you know again just just want to mention race eight real quickly because um i think this is a, another um opportunity for a, a a double play if you will so that the horse that I wanted to talk about here was number three congressman. So this is a, a plus 13.7. So, you know, I, I think that this horse is, you know, a, a very solid horse fits well, figures to trip out quite well, um, should favor stretch runners to, but this horse, I kind of envision getting a dream trip behind, you know, sitting third or fourth, perhaps um, just off the leaders in this race. And, and I think, you know, it's just probably the, the best horse in the race. So, um, you know, moving to race nine, you kind of see that this is a, a little bit faster, plus 15.5 on the forecast. And there's a horse that I'm, I'm kind of, uh, you know, against, if you will. Um, and that is going to be the uh, against Westworld power. So, you know, with that in mind, 
likely favorite. I want to see if that if I can create a little bit of value in this spot. And I'm actually going to be looking to the number seven last samurai. So um, I think that there's enough pace that this horse could benefit from. Um, you do see a, a couple of, of horses that you, you have, um, you know, basically green boxes around them. However, I'm, I'm putting that in the context that they're not really getting a softer pace today. Right. So, you know, maybe they are good enough. Uh, but but that's one where it's not just every time you see a green box, it's an automatic, you know, use for that horse. It has to be put into context of today's race. And so, again, with me, I'm, I'm going to try to uh, pair congressman into a double with the number seven uh, last samurai. This will be the, the best setup this horse has got in a while. Um, gets Lasix again, gets some weight from a couple of the, the top horses. So I do think that there's a, a world in, in, in which this horse benefits greatly from from the pace. And, and that's going to be one that I, I use quite a bit. Makes sense. And just, I mean, this is, I should have gone over this earlier, but just to underline for people, the, the stats here that we, or the, the, the representations we're seeing are what the horse did in the last start. And then to the right, what the horse did two back. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. I didn't make that clear, but um, yeah, you can see where, um, you know, in, in, in this race, you can see where trademark, you know, was pressing the pace in a plus 31, Obviously, you know, uh, was was pace disadvantaged in that race. Um, gets a little bit better pace set up today, but but still, um, you know, I, I think there's more upside with Last Samurai, who just has, has come out of races that really have kind of all been negative, if you will, using using our scale, which should favor speed runners. Um, it's a horse that typically um, does his best running late. And I, I think that, you know, gets the best setup of, you know, definitely the past year or so looking back at, at his races. And I, I think might be good enough. Um, definitely another vertical key, but might be good enough to win this as well at a big price. You had one at your home track, Turfway. What, what, are, you, what are we looking at there? Yeah. So the, the last race that I wanted us to talk about was the race six, the Dust Commander Stakes. And um, you know, this, this is a race that, uh, on the surface, right. It came up a little bit faster than I was expecting. Right. And so I was, I was wanted to feature this race just because I was hoping and thinking that there would be, um, you know, a, enough of a lack of pace, if you will, in which the, the favorite in love, uh, might be a little vulnerable. Right. Um, that said, I'm, I'm not sure that that materialized once I look at the, the data objectively. Um, so, you know, in love, definitely a, a stretch runner. Um, the, the forecast says plus 16.7, which, you know, should favor stretch runners, um, to be fair. I, I actually was going to give a little bit of a look to beatbox though, the, the horse on the rail. So this horse won the race last year, um, defending champ in this race, the barn is going very well. Um, it just seemed like a horse that might trip out well, even from the rail. Um, and I, I thought, you know, would be ahead of in love, um, probably throughout the race and, you know, it's kind of shown a little bit more speed. Um, and I, I just think could, could hold on at a, at a bigger price. So I was wanted to highlight this race because I, I thought, uh, you know, on, on my, just looking through the field that this would uh, be a little bit better, um, I guess, scenario to, to, to talk through. Um, but I do think that in love could be vulnerable in this spot The obviously won the last race at Turfway park. I, I get that, but um, you know, just does not seem like it will get the, the exact same setup here from a pace perspective. Fair enough. Fair enough. What else do we want to go over or leave the people with today, Tyler? So, you know, again, I, I think that we can remind them how to sign up for the free account. So in the money slash thorough pace, um, you know, so that's now across the screen. If you're watching this on YouTube, which I would recommend, I think, it, you know, hopefully this visual helps. 
I think it's worth, you know, just downloading, loading the, the, the product. You can sign up for a free account. We don't require any sort of credit card or anything like that um, for our free account. And once we even kind of go live with our paid, we're still going to give away the data on Mondays and Tuesdays. So it's kind of in your best interest to, to sign up now, get familiar with the product. Um, you know, we've, we've had some good feedback on the, the new format. And I think people are, are slowly figuring out how to use it. We're trying to make it as intuitive as possible. Um, I will also say, too, that, uh, you know, we're always welcome to feedback. So if you use the product and, and have some feedback that you want to provide to us, um, please feel free to do that. You can do that through uh, the website, which the, the link here gets you to, um, or you can find me on Twitter. So as time goes on, Tyler, do you see maybe putting together some small format or, you know, even one-on-one -on -one assistance for, for paying customers who come in at a certain level? Is that something you, you've thought about doing? Yeah, I think we're, you know, we're open to a lot of different things, right? I think we're still in the, the process of just getting people used to, to how to best use it, how to best incorporate it into their handicapping and wagering uh, process. So I think that, you know, we appreciate the the platform that you've offered here, you know, the, the partnership with ThoroughPace in general, just feedback on the, the product, the the display like how everything that we've gotten to, to today. So thank you for, for your input there. Um, and I will say too, that this is an iterative process, right? Like we are continuously, you know, looking for angles that, you know, either generate a positive RO, ROI or, you know, things that have a very negative ROI that we can, again, kind of going back to the spotlight plays horses that we may want to fade a little bit. So, you know, we, we continue um, as of, you know, this week to just continue to generate um, new approaches and new processes. And, you know, I think that we can, can definitely promise to uh, constantly improve the, the product um, and, you know, be receptive to feedback. I like it. I know just some of the very, very beta ideas you have are exciting too for ways it can continue to improve. So we thank you for your time today. We encourage folks. I haven't said enough for those who are listening. In the moneypodcast.com slash thoroughpace, T-H-O-R-O-P-A-C-E. But even in the notes for the pod version of this, Tyler, I'm going to try to send people over to YouTube because obviously it helps so much to see it. But I think you explained it well enough that there's it, it's worth popping the audio up there as well. So we'll do, we'll cover all the bases and hopefully we'll have you back on soon to talk in the money plus and to talk about some of the more exciting developments on the therapy side. Thank you so much for your uh, time today. All right. Thanks Pete. Good luck this weekend. We'll thank Tyler one more time. This is PTF. Check out all the other content we have on the network and over on the plus side this weekend and beyond. And may you win all your photos. <laughs>